we're back with another episode of Franchise My Business, the podcast for franchisors, hosted by franchisors. And I'm your host, Kevin Oldham, and we're going to talk about failure. I don't know about you. I've refailed today. And I fail miserably every single day. Sometimes those failures are small, but I still consider them to be miserable because it could be something that is small in the grand scheme of things, but that I'm a little bit hard on myself for. It could be like a parenting fail or something along those lines. Business, definitely, there is a ton of failure. And it's kind of comforting to talk about failure because nobody really talks about it. Everybody always talks about the wins and all those things. And I think we have this culture of not talking about hard stuff, like the times that we have failed. And so I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about um, one of my biz- biggest business failures, but I want to go a little bit deeper and um, talk about a return on investment in terms of failing. So I just came back from a a conference in Costa Rica and John Maxwell was speaking. If you don't know who John Maxwell is, he is, I don't know, I'm going to say one of the most prolific writers and authors um, in leadership development space. I think he's written like over 70 books. The dude was amazing. Like I really, really enjoyed spending time with him. We got a group of about mm, 75 of us spent about three hours with him privately. And then the rest of the conference got to hear from him uh, the next day. And he talked about like preparing your team for failure, which I thought was pretty cool. As a matter of fact, his his whole um, uh, segment was about a return on failure. And I started thinking, man, like throughout my life, business-wise, in terms of things that we've done that have not worked out the way that we wanted them to, there is always an ROI on that activity. Like we always end up maybe losing money and losing brain cells and all sorts of things through the failure. But over time, we'll get a positive ROI on it. And it's kind of cool to like look back at all the failures and be like, well, those were necessary stepping stones to get to where we are today, um, where I am today as a human, as a leader, as you know, a father, uh, a husband, and all these things, right? So a couple of things that I want to share with you about John Maxwell's talk. And then I'm going to just get super vulnerable and talk about um, one of our bigger failures. I've got my microphone in a new place today if you're watching on video. And I'm not sure if I like it, but that's okay. Um, so the number one thing that that I think I took away from John Maxwell when he was talking about trying to get a return on failure is to differentiate the good misses versus the bad misses or the good mistakes versus the bad mistakes. And so let's think about what would be an example of... And I'm going to say that like my quote unquote big failure that I'm going to share with you ended up being a good one. It was expensive for us. You know, it was a a mid five figures failure uh, north of $60,000, $70,000. But I'm also doing this show today as a result of that. I've also um, definitely said no to a lot of things as a result of those failures a couple of years ago. And I would say that's a good failure. It didn't feel good at the point when it was happening. But it was transformational for me as a leader, um, for me as as uh, bringing my 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 better half, my wife, into our businesses, and it was just a very good season. It just didn't feel good at that point in time. Let's think about a bad failure. Bad failure would be I always use an example. I'm like, hey, you uh, take the 
uh, all, all of your your money from your bank account, your capital account in your business, and I don't know, you put it on black at a casino and it hits red. <laughs> like that would be a bad failure. Like bad failures are are are, are kind of stupid mistakes. I think that's another way to say it. Like they're really stupid mistakes, and there's not a lot to learn from them. And then the good failures are the ones where you did stuff that wasn't, uh, you did it with the best counsel and the best information you had at that point in time. It didn't work out. You learn from it and you're able to grow from it and then use that as something that helps sharpen uh, your sword as an entrepreneur, right? Or as a franchisor. So let's talk about our, our failure and, and frankly, why I'm doing this podcast. Um, we did some stuff in the non-surgical aesthetic space. So med spas a couple of years ago, uh, invested a ton of money in building a brand. And it just did not work. And that was, you know, outside looking in to me and even as an entrepreneur, a failure. But here's why it was a very positive ROI for me. Okay. And also for a company, but a lot just for me. And and frankly, me and my my wife's uh, marriage and her relationship with with our businesses. So you know, we'd gone down this path, and I think I've talked about this before, where we created a brand called Med Spa Life. We wanted to <clears throat> help people in non surgical aesthetics uh, get more appointments because that is something that we'd had some success with. So we went pretty deep into the the industry, and then realized it was not something that any of us were really passionate about. Okay. And so we'll just kind of leave it at that. So I decided to not continue investing in that brand. And probably the the most positive thing that happened as a result of that is I kind of had a little mini entrepreneur breakdown. Uh, This was 2021. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And I had just come back from um, one of the industry trade shows and just was feeling like I was in the wrong environment. I was doing the wrong thing. I was hosting a podcast and something that, you know, I'm not passionate about non-surgical aesthetics. I love franchises. Like that's anybody who knows me knows this is my favorite business model on the planet. And so it's like total opposite. I can wake up and this does not feel like a push. I didn't even know what this episode was going to be about five minutes before I started. Like I can just sit down and talk. And I couldn't do that in in the non-surgical aesthetics space because I didn't have the expertise. I didn't have the 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 burning desire, the curiosity, like all those things that um, they they were just lacking, and so it made it really really challenging. But the thing that made it a positive ROI, the thing that made it just such a wonderful um, opportunity for us as an organization, and for me as a husband, a father, a business leader, an entrepreneur, was this little breakdown that I had. You know, I I got vulnerable with my wife. There were tears shed. We I still remember we were laying in our bed, and and I just broke down. I told her I, I felt like I had made a mistake. I had led my team down the wrong path. I had invested capital in the wrong areas, and it didn't work. And and she was pretty awesome about it. I mean, it was the day that I started um, bringing my wife Andrea into our company. She doesn't work here, but she is an, an advisor, a trusted advisor. She started interviewing employees. She started weighing in on business decisions because she let me. Like she's like, you know, you don't have to do this by yourself. Just because, um, you know, I'm the primary person operating the company on a day to day basis. Like we're in this together. We made the decision to start this company together eight years ago. She's been my ride or die, uh, my confidant, and so I started letting my wife into my business. 
And um, probably much like, you know, you think about whoever's in the White House, a lot of times you're probably thinking, hey, the spouse of that person probably hears a lot, you know, because that is their best friend, their closest confidant, their mate for life. Um, a lot of things come and go, but your marriage hopefully is something that lasts forever. I know that ours will be one of those things that lasts until, you know, one of us goes away, right? So um, that was huge because then things culturally started to change at our company. Um, my wife started to interview people as they came in because she has that intuition that maybe I don't. Uh, and a lot of cool things started to happen. And the positive ROI from that failure has been... It's been huge. It led me to then go really explore where I should do a podcast, what I should lean into professionally, the types of people that I should surround myself with um, at, at work, like key hires and things like that. And all of those things, and it just started to uh, reduce a lot of friction and provide a high, high, high ROI for us. So I sit here, you know, basically two years later and I'm like, man, uh, yes, challenging. Yes, not a lot of fun when we we're going through it, but necessary to get to where we are today, which is... You know, I feel like we're in the right lane now. We're we're swimming swimming in the right lane. Uh, we've got the right players on the team, all A players, like just firing on all cylinders. And I don't believe that that would have happened without failure. So, as you take inventory of fails, think about: is it a good fail? Or if it's a bad fail, if it's a bad fail, just be like, hey, maybe make a commitment to yourself that that's something that you're not going to do again. If it's a good fail, it may not be apparent right now. You may have to have the benefit of hindsight and being able to look back and then realize that without that failure, you may not be where you are today. Chances are you probably wouldn't be. And where you are today, probably dramatically better than where you were, you know, in my case, two years ago. So uh, embrace the failures. I know that sounds cliche. They suck. Sometimes they're expensive. Sometimes they're painful. Sometimes they're emotional. Um, sometimes we have to do hard things through failure, but, 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 but a lot of times there's a positive ROI on that. And if you can find the positive ROI on failure, it makes safe to fail experiments more fun to run until next time. I'm your host, Kevin Oldham. I hope that you had a great time enjoying this episode. And if so, I'd love it. If you left a review, uh, I understand it's not that obvious like on spotify and some other places so um i deeply appreciate if you're able to find the place to re leave a review and do so uh, i deeply appreciate it personally and um until next time I, I just hope you have a phenomenal week and uh be well mm -hmm.